Help, dear. Okay, hello? Yeah. Hello. I love camping. Don't I know it. Some people here know that I do love camping. And I know that some people don't love camping. <laughs> now, the reason I love camping is, first of all, I just love being out in nature. And it's only a tent that separates you from nature, and it's 24-7. But the other thing that I really like about camping is being with people when they are not at their Sunday best, shall we say, when they crawl out of their tent in the morning, maybe they got wet because the tent leaked, and then they are in their pyjamas, wrong way around, and their welly boots, and uh, they need to go to the loo for have to walk about half a mile. And <laughs> Those of you who have had experience, they know what I'm talking about, yeah? And you know what's nice? You see people the way they really are. You know, when you get out of your tent at half six in the morning without makeup on, no mirror anywhere near you, you can't pretend like you're this pristine person, you know. And that's what I really like. You, you really get to know people for who they really are, warts and all, you know. And so I invite everybody to join us when we're going to go camping again. It's a wonderful experience, Kelly. Yes, it really is. It is wonderful, you know. You see the genuine article, you know. You really do. <laughs> Now, the reason I'm saying all this is because uh, last time I preached, I was talking about hanging out with the Lord, yes. if you remember, yeah? And today, I, I'm going to carry on and talk about hanging out with each other, and that's what we do when we camp. And uh, the reason I want to say, or talk about that is because it says in Scripture... It says in 1 Corinthians, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. In 1 Thessalonians it says, you became imitators of us and of the Lord. And in 2 Thessalonians, Paul says, we did this in order to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate. So Paul is saying that uh, people should imitate him. And my message today is, Am I someone that people want to imitate? Am I the sort of person that people would like to follow? Am I the sort of person that people see Christ in? Am I that sort of person? And I, I, that's what I want to talk about today. So last time when I spoke, we were hanging out with the Lord, and I was uh, telling you the story of Martha and Mary, and how Martha got, was really told off, you remember that, for being busy? And, uh, and I feel a bit sorry for her because I always think it's not very fair on her, you know. Somebody has to do, cook the dinner, somebody has to wash the dishes. And Mary was just sitting there doing nothing. And the Lord said that she chose the better thing. And I thought, well, it'd be unfair, in it? <laughs> So we were thinking about what was that better thing that Mary was doing. And uh, what I felt was that she somehow managed to be completely wrapped up with the Lord 
and she was there in, in, in her, whole, her whole presence, everything was focused on the Lord and he was able to just pass time with her, spend time with her and she offered herself fully to the Lord. She wasn't distracted by anything, she wasn't running around. It's not that what Martha was doing was wrong, but unless we learn to spend time with the Lord and be still with the Lord like Mary did, we won't really experience what it's all about. So that's why the Lord said that she has, she has chosen the better things. And we looked at Romans 12 where it says, offer yourself as a living sacrifice and be renewed, uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I was looking at it like, it's almost because it says a living sacrifice and that's not really possible, is it? Every sacrifice has been dead. But it's like we're putting ourselves on the altar as a living sacrifice and then the fire comes and refines us. That's how I look at it. And I think that's what Mary was doing. She put herself in front of the Lord and he could do with her what he needed to do because we need that refining fire. So that's the better thing I think the Lord is talking about, that we're putting ourselves in front of the Lord and let him do what he needs to do without distraction. Uh, one of the things that really impressed me when last year I was, I was saying last time that I went through a really hard time through a dark valley experience for a whole year and I couldn't talk to the Lord. I couldn't, it was like I had a ceiling over my head. The Lord was far away and uh, Kelly, where are you? Oh, there you are. She said to me, look at me. Look at me and you will see the Lord. Look at me because the Lord is living in me. Because the Lord is living in me. You can see the Lord in me. And that is my message today, you know. Do we see the Lord in each other? Am I the sort of person that people see the Lord in? Now, how do we get to this place where we are these people? They carry the Lord around with them. And uh, I wanted to look at a word that's used in the Bible a lot. It's, uh, it's a Greek word called meno. And what it means is to abide, to remain. Actually, and I was thinking it's like to hang out. That's what I was thinking. It's uh, to be with the Lord in a way. And it, it doesn't just mean... Or we are with him physically. And you know how it is when you sometimes are with somebody and you're trying to talk to them, but in your head you're totally distracted. You're already doing the dinner. You're, doing, you're running around. Oh, that's what I have to do. That's what I have to do. So we're not really there 100%. And have you ever experienced that somebody talked to you who was 100% there for you? And you, you feel really good, don't you? You feel like... You're the only person on the planet, yeah? And that is wonderful. And I think that's what the Lord wants us to do with him and with each other. He wants us those people who are fully there. Like Kelly often talks about, we need to be here fully in the moment. But it's, it's actually not that easy, is it? It's, it's because our thoughts have got a life of their own. It's something that we really have to 
practice, yeah, that we can be still before the Lord. And I just want to read a passage where this word meno, to abide, to hang out, to remain, is used a lot. It's actually used 121 times in the Bible, and half of that, 60, 60 times it's used by John. I love the Gospel of John, and uh, I just want to read a few verses from John 15, which I'm sure you've all heard. It's about the vine and the branches, and that word, word in my Bible, it says remain. That's that word. That means stay with me, hang out with me, be at home with me, feel at home with me. And it says in John 15, from verse 4 to 10, Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can, be fruit, can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So it keeps saying remain, remain, remain. And that's that word, meno. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in me and in my love. If you obey my command, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my father and uh, my father's commands and remains in his love. So he keeps talking about this remain in me, remain in me. And it's that word, uh, so it means physically to be there, to keep on, but it also means to persevere. And it actually means to stay strong in the storm. That's what Brian has been talking about. And uh, so to... It means to be, to f- be physically there, and instead of checking my email or my phone or thinking about other things, I'm 100% there. And it's, it's also talking about being able to hang on when thir- circumstances are bad around us, but that we can persevere. You know, when Jesus was in the garden, he said, he asked his friends to be present with him in the garden to endure the coming storm and not to be distracting. And they used the same word, stay with me, stay with me. But they couldn't, could they? They didn't manage to do that. So this is my uh, message today. It's, it's quite simple. is how can we stay with the Lord, you know? How can we remain with the Lord? And so, because that's the only way... I believe that we can become, we can become the people that people want to remain with as well, you know, that people want to hang out with. If I learn to hang out with the Lord, then people will want to hang out with me and they will be pointed to the Lord. In John, in the first chapter, it says, so John was there with his disciples and he said, when he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look at the Lamb of God. 
When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teachers, where are you staying? And that's that word again, meno. Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, meno, and they spent, meno, that time with him. It was about four in the afternoon. So why did they say, where are you staying? Why did they say that? They want to hang out with him, yeah? Because they want to see what he's like. They want to see the real person. They don't want to just, you know, I'm, it's not, I dressed up this morning to look nice this morning. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's not my whole person, is it? You can sort of come to church and be one person, look all perfect and everything. But that's not necessarily what you're like the rest of the week, is it? And it's there where it really counts, isn't it? What do you look like? Like, that's why when you crawl out of your tent in the morning, <laughs> half wet, you know, do you reflect the Lord then? Yeah? <laughs> when you're desperate to go to the toilet and it's about a mile down to the loo and desperate to have a shower, but it's just too long of a queue, so you might as well not go, you know. Do you... I believe that's when we reflect the Lord more than necessarily when we are all dressed up and with our nice makeup on and everything. There's nothing wrong with makeup, don't get me wrong. But uh, it's the sort of real person. Uh, St. Augustine, uh, no, not St. Augustine, Francis of Assisi said, you've probably heard this, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. Have you ever heard that? I really like that. When necessary, use word. So it's this whole thing of action speaking louder than words, isn't it? And uh, uh, so in this story, where uh, the, the disciple, when John said to the disciples, "Go with Jesus," so he was like a signpost for the for the others, wasn't he? He told. Andrew and another disciple, go and follow Jesus. Now, why, why did they just leave John and follow Jesus? You know, they've been with John for a while. That's a bit tough, isn't it? Just abandoning him. It was because they have stayed with John. They know John. They respect what he says. And when he says, go and follow Jesus, they trust his words. So they've gone. They've gone and they wanted to see what Jesus was like, how he lived. Where did he live? How did he spend his day? And they spent time with him. They didn't just listen to his preaches. They saw him in the morning, you know, when he got up. They saw him during the day. And then Andrew went and got Peter. And uh, Peter became one of the greatest apostles. And so sometimes we need other people to lead us to the Lord, don't we? I mean, I don't know what what all your testimonies are, but... You know, sometimes we think, oh, some people have these really brilliant testimonies, you know, a bit like Paul when he was in this road to Damascus, and then bang, light, thunder, and the Lord appeared to him, you know, and it was all very dramatic, and everything changed. Well, I don't have a testimony like that. For me, it wasn't like that at all. And sometimes you think, oh, it's a bit boring, really, you know, because what happened to me was... It was my sisters, my brothers, 
I came from a family of six children, and we, were, we went to church at Christmas and Easter, that sort of thing, but uh, there wasn't much more to it. And over a period of years, all of my brothers and sisters became born-again Christians in all different places. So, and I was one of the last ones. But what they did, they just kept dragging me along to things, you know, to these Christian things, and, and kept talking to me and invited me to things. And it took me a long time, you know. It took me several years, actually. But it was because people took me along, because I looked at people's lives. And that's what actually finally did it for me. I mean, I did have an encounter with the Lord, but I can't actually tell you exactly when it was. I can't give you a date when I became a Christian. It was like over a long period of time. So, and sometimes we think, oh, I should have this really marvelous testimony, you know, and just the light struck from heaven and all that. But it's like, uh, you know, in John, when Jesus talks about the shepherd, he says, my sheep hear my voice, yeah? But... The truth is also that when the sheep are little, when they're babies, they don't actually listen to the shepherd. They listen to their mothers. They recognize the voice of their mothers, and they follow their mothers. And then when they grow up, they start listening to the shepherd. And sometimes we need people to be mothers to us, mothers and fathers to guide us to grow up to be, uh, listen to the Lord. I, I watched a little clip on, on YouTube about sheep, and it was amazing, really, because there was a whole field of sheep, and all these different people came and said, come on, it was just trying to shout to them to come over. The sheep didn't even look up. They just carried on grazing. And then the farmer came, and he just, I mean, he only just said one or two things, and you could see all the sheep were looking up like that. And they were all rushing towards him, so because they recognized his voice, and that's what uh, what it ha happens with the Lord, isn't it? That we want to become those who recognize the voice of the Lord, but sometimes we need a little little help. We need a little help from a friend, <laughs> and so this is really my message today to, to you. Am I the sort of person? Are we the sort of people that pe other people can look at and say, yeah, I can see the Lord in you? That's uh, what we, uh, well, I would like to be, you know. I would like to be a person that people can look at and say, yeah, I can see the Lord in that person. And I want to follow that. But that only happens if I hang out with the Lord first, if I spend time with the Lord first, so that that is cultivated in me. And if I also offer myself to hang out with people, and I know not everybody finds that easy, but uh, are we the sort of people that others want to hang out with? So that's really my message for today. It's very simple. <laughs> so, uh, um, I, maybe we just pray, yeah. oh yeah? Thank you for listening to our podcast today. You may have been a Christian for a long time, 
or you may be exploring the possibilities of a relationship with God. Wherever you are in your journey of life, please feel free to contact us at Woolwich Community Church if you would like any further information on today's message. We will be happy to talk with you, pray with you and help you in any way we can. Please see the information below in our bio on how to get in touch with us. Have a blessed week and God bless.